Welcome to the Canacook Podcast. It's the most wonderful time of the year, and we're taking a break from our usual focus on family, leadership, and spiritual growth to do a mini-series on Advent. If you're new here, welcome. You've picked a great time to jump in. This content is great for any age during the holiday season, and we hope it helps you focus on what Christmas should really be about, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Canacuck Podcast. My name is Shay Robbins, and I'm here with my teammates, co-hosts, and Santa's little helpers. It's Joe White and Beth Ann Lampley. Say hello to the people. Hello. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Shay, thank you very much. I like being Santa's little helpers. One of my <laughs> favorite things to do. I have, a, I have a Christmas question for you guys. So if you were fulfilling Santa's role and you had to choose an animal other than reindeer to pull your sleigh, what animal would it be? animals, and why? Oh, Labrador Retrievers, of course, because Labradors go to heaven when they die. It's a very special dog. You know, Joe, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking of my cute golden doodle back at home and how cute it would be to have 12 little golden doodles leading That would be really Santa's cute and they wouldn't sleigh. shed. That's and they wouldn't the shed. They're hypoallergenic. So Santa, you know, you stay healthy too. That is, that's nice because he's definitely downwind. That's you right. You no shed when they're standing on people's rooftops and things. Yeah. I'm going to go with, man, mm, part of me says. Goats. I, yeah, it's to go with the you Nigerian guys, dwarf goat. You're on the same wavelength. I was like, it's got to be goats because you're a goat farmer. <laughs> yeah, um, that would be awesome. And and we have a buck. I don't know if you know this. Goats. We got a new buck, Joe, and we had this, we voted at the table, kitchen table, of what we we're going to name the goat. You're never going to guess what we get named it. We named our buck Jack Hardcastle. <laughs> like a big, strong, muscled-up goat. Yeah, uh, Jack Hardcastle is one of our best guys at there K2. You go. And he doesn't even know this yet, but he's going to be so honored when he finds out that he has a goat named a after him. Goat. You know, Shay, yeah. as long as they're not fainting goats, I think that's a good answer. No doubt. <laughs> I agree. If you had fainting goats in the midst of uh, present delivery, problems. it really would. It really would. It'd be a goat that can bench press 400. That's amazing right. goat. Yeah. An amazing goat. All right, friends, we are in part two of our Christmas Advent series. Last, uh, really two weeks ago, we talked about giving our best gifts to others. And I think if I was to just drill down into the the heart of our conversation, it was it wasn't gifts and and earthly treasures that we were focused on. It was it was all about making memories with each other and the people you love the most. And uh, if you haven't listened to that episode. I just highly encourage it. It was so good. We had Emma Turner with us and and Joe had just incredible wisdom as we, you know, head into this season of giving with each other. And today what we're going to talk about is giving now our best gifts to God. And with that, I'm going to ha- hand it over to Joe to tell us more about that idea. Yeah, Shay, it's like like epoxy cement, you know, part A and part B. Without part A and part B, epoxy cement doesn't work. So if God gives his best gifts to us, that's part A, then certainly part B needs to show up that we would give our best gifts to God. It's like peanut butter and jelly. It's like Phineas and what's his name? Ferb. It's Ferb. Phineas Phineas and Ferb. It's like Batman and Robin. Milk and cookies. (laughs) That's true. Michael Jordan. And Scottie Pippen. There you go. Lucy what, and Ethel. So what, many. What's an Oreo without milk? Yeah. Since it's Christmas, I'll stick with Mary and Joseph. Is that is that okay? You bet. In marriage, we give our, our best gifts. In friendship, we give our best gifts. 
As a parent, we give our best gifts, but we all know that our best gifts to each other, whoever our loved ones are, they're destined to fail long-term if we don't first give our best gifts to God. It just makes sense, doesn't it, folks? You know, th there's no doubt, y'all, that God appreciates our tithes and our offerings. No doubt. But what He really wants, in fact, Psalms 40 verses 6 through 8, to me, sums up what he really wants. And I'll just sort of paraphrase a little bit, but he's basically saying, you know, I don't want a calf. What I want is you. What I really want is your obedience. What I want is your time. What I want is your heart. What I want for Christmas, what I want all year round, is imprinting my word on your heart because as Colossians chapter 3 says, a spirit-filled life is a word-filled life. And when God's word fills our heart and we've taken time to give our best gift, that's our time, of course. Our best gift is our heart and the time of our day that we give ourselves to God. And as we do that and God fills us with their word, His word, He fills us with His spirit. It's like a compass. It's like always when you think about God's Word day and night, as Psalms 1 encourages us to do, it puts a compass in our heart. It gives us a true north on the direction of our life in which to live. And it gives us peace. And filling our life with God's Word gives us the intimacy with God that we all so deeply long for. And it gives us His gift of fulfillment. And so I tell our guys, our staff, and our young men that I get to disciple throughout the year, always be memorizing the next chapter, whatever your favorite chapter is, whether it's the Psalms, whether it's some teachings of Jesus, whether it's some writings of Paul or Peter or James or John, always be going to the next chapter. So today I'm memorizing Psalms 40, and I'm memorizing the next verse. And after I finish that chapter, I'll be memorizing the next Psalms in the next verse. And so over the course of the day, God's Word is on my heart throughout the day and throughout the night. This morning in our house, Joe, I, I was reading through Psalm 34, and it was mentioned at church yesterday, and it really, I don't know, it was just what I, I needed to hear. But I went back to Psalm 34 and was spending some time just meditating on those words that were so meaningful to me. And I backed up and, and read the rest of the chapter for the sake of context and jumped out at me for my kids. And a lot of what I do in the morning when I spend time with the Lord is just to get ready to be a godly husband and to be a godly daddy and to be a spirit-filled man. And, and so as the kids piled in, and uh, I typically will make them breakfast, we just went through Psalm, it's just four simple commands. It's turn from evil do good, seek peace, and pursue it. And we just talked about each one of those. And those, you know, those kids are so sharp, they just pick it up immediately and they walk out the door with God's word on their heart. Mm. And she talk about as a daddy, how kids emulate everything they see in you. And obviously you love God's word so much. Talk about how important it is for us as parents to be models for our kid in our spiritual life. Well, I mean, not only for our kids, but I think about just the friendships that we have in our life and our coworkers that we go about. People 
are attracted to passion. It's like a, it's like a tractor beam. It draws people in. And when you have this combination of peace and passion, it's what all the world desires, you know, to have, to be, to believe in something that drives you and, and to be, to have peace with who you are. Like that's what the world wants. And I think like, if my kids can see that in me and as I tell them and show them why they're going to say, okay, well, I'm going to follow that. Like that's the path that I'm going to walk in. And, and so far they are. <laughs> and I pray every single day that they continue to do so. Mm. Yeah. And so for the Robbins family and, and Jay, I know you way too well uh, and also know your kids really, really well. And I love and admire your children so much as you know, but you're really doing Christmas every single day with your kids in, a, in the most profound way you can possibly do it. Yeah. Well, you think about this season, you know, this season is really focused on gifting. And, you know, a lot of times the Christmas season can get off course or we can get distracted with a lot of the, you know, the, the money drive behind it, the uh, materialism behind it. But the Christian faith, you know, one of the pillars of Christian faith is gifts. And we received a gift in Jesus from God to be reconciled from him. When we receive that gift, there's untold numbers of gifts that we receive. And then we get to turn around and be gift givers, you know, to extend the greatest gift I've ever received. I want to give it to you. And so, you know, every day it's like, yeah, I want to wake up and, and my interactions with people to be like that. Like I have, I've received a gift today and I want to give it to you because, because I've tasted the goodness of the Lord today. Another Psalm 34 verse. I think too, you know, we're talking about the best gift we can give is, is ourselves. And I think for, for myself and probably many other listeners, maybe we've thought, you know, God wants to see how much I can do for him, how much I can accomplish. And we feel the pressure to work. And the truth is, while those things can be good and beneficial, God really does desire relationship with us. And I miss that for so much of my life. And so, man, how comforting to know that the best gift that we can give to God is, is our time and relationship with Him. But in return, we're blessed by that. We receive the gift of intimacy with Him, of knowing Him more, of being able to, to trust and know His character. And so, I know for me, I'm still on a journey of trying to continue to establish faithful spiritual disciplines. And I'm having to, you know, ignore my flesh that wants to drive me towards everything else and to to say, no, I'm going to carve out time to be still and to be slow and to be with God and to um, be in his word. And I'm going to be in conversation with God all throughout the day with prayer. And what does that look like just to stay in, you know, constant communication with him? And so, you know, as I give those gifts to God, man, I'm receiving so many gifts and blessings in return from that. Why would I not give 
you know, give God my time and, and my affection and relationship. And, you know, something I try to remind myself of often is anything I have, whether that's time, talent, a skill, money, a resource, anything I have, it's from God. Mm-hmm. It belongs to God and it's his to use through me. And so, you know, instead of trying to hang on to everything and to, again, live selfishly, it's a joy to, to figure out how can I give these away, reminding myself anything I have, it's a gift from God. To then, Like you said, Shay, to be given away as another gift. And it's just such a cool example of just grace multiplied, you know, from Jesus to us and then through our lives to the world. And so I'm learning at this stage in my young adult life of just the the blessing of spiritual disciplines. It's not easy. Again, we get caught up in um, all the things going on in the world and we, um, we, make other things priorities that really shouldn't be at the top of the list. And so I'm learning in this season how to keep, you know, the main thing, the main thing. And for me right now, that looks like spending consistent time every morning with Jesus. And it's a fun season to do that because I'm turning the Christmas tree lights on in the morning. I'm putting up the fake fire on Netflix to, to sit by and I'm being slow in a season that usually is rushed and hurried and trying to stay in communication, you know, through prayer and just talking to Jesus all throughout the day. Bethy, and I wish the folks could be in the studio watching you smile when you talk about your spiritual disciplines. And I know you smile when you talk about your spiritual disciplines because God really is not interested in read the Bible, Bethan. Go do your Bible study, Bethan. <laughs> Be sure and be disciplined today, Bethann. What he's interested in is that smile. You know, the Bible doesn't talk about studying, reading. It talks about delighting in God's Word. It talks a lot about cherishing God's Word. It talks a lot about keeping it, holding it. And it talks mostly about meditating on God's Word. I just want to remind us as we think about giving God our best gifts, God wants our heart. And when we get our heart, He gets the smile as we use our spiritual disciplines before the Lord. I've got to confess, you guys, for me, I just get so distracted throughout my day. And I don't know if anyone listening can relate to me or not, but we just get so busy don't we? Thinking about, you know, our favorite football team, our teams, uh, and, you know, our, our, the election, or, you know, what we're doing shopping, or what we're doing hunting, and what we're catching, what we're killing, what we're buying, uh, what we're seeing on our iPhone. We spend a lot of time just talking about how busy we are, right? And uh, how much time we don't have. And, you know, I'm so guilty of this. And as we get to do life with lots of young people and college students, you know, something we hear all the time is, you know, I want to walk with Jesus. I want to, you know, spend time with him, but I'm just so busy. You know, I don't have enough time. And in reality, I don't think that's true. You know, imagine if we spend as much time with God because we really wanted to. Right, right. As we do on our screen time. Imagine if our God time and our screen time were equal. Imagine how much of the Bible we would have written all over our heart. Right. It just goes back to, again, am I willing to give God that best gift of my time and myself? And am I keeping Him 
do I really desire to keep him, you know, at the forefront of my life and, and make him Lord of my life? And again, I'm guilty of this too, of scrolling on the phone and getting caught up in the latest Amazon product that this influencer is trying to sell me. And, you know, I'm wanting to recap, you know, all the shows that I've missed and talk about that with friends. And in reality, like we're all saying, we all have time. We just have to choose to make it to give to the Lord. And again, a lot of that is going to be us denying our our worldly pleasures and the desires of our flesh so that we can be, you know, walking by the spirit and filled with the spirit. And again, as we give God that gift of ourselves, we're in return going to be so blessed by the gifts that we receive from that time with him. And, and so she and Beth Ann, I don't know about y'all, but for me over the years of raising kids, raising grandkids and the incredible demand of the, the camp life, building camps, running camps, et cetera, I found for me, I had to set goals. And maybe for some of you, goal setting is not is helpful. But for me, if there's not some concrete goals in my life, both for certain, like praying every day with my wife, that was a goal years ago, and it's been so great at night just to take her hand and 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 then often ask a question, how can I pray for you tonight, sweetheart? And then praying those things for her, uh, setting goals with the kids. And we've talked about laying by the kids each night. We've talked about doing devotionals uh, at the breakfast table with the kids before they go off to school. And then short-term and long-term goals with God. Goals of memorizing scripture daily, weekly, monthly, and annually. I find if there's not some concrete set specific goals. For years, it was memorize a chapter every semester, and it wasn't out of a duty. It was out of a delight. But that little bitty, simple, easy-to-attain goal, which is like a verse every three days, over the years, chapters and books of God's heart, and I'm saying this to give you, as my counselors at K2 are finding out, the ones Shay and I get to work with this summer, those that are doing it are telling me, Joe, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. That's what my college guys are telling us. This is the greatest thing I've ever done as they memorize chapters and books over a period of time. But, you know, I think a, a young man or a young woman in their 20s, 30s, 40s, as y'all young folks in your 50s are growing up, that your heart is going to have two parts. As you think about this Christmas, as you think about this Christmas, and you think about giving your heart to God, one part of your heart is going to say always. And these are going to be some incredibly great gifts to God. The other side of your heart this Christmas is going to say never. And you're always just might say things like this. I'm always going to memorize scripture at X pace. A day, a scripture a day, a scripture a week, a chapter a month, a chapter a year. I'm always going to be praying with my wife. I'm always going to be memorizing scripture with my children. And then the other half of your heart will say, never. I will never look at a picture of a woman unclothing or unclothed men. That is the preeminent never in a guy's life. It's just one of those things you can't do. There are a lot of things you shouldn't do, but that you can't do. I will never 
Uh, this was a goal I made years ago. I will never get frustrated. You know, sadness is an emotion. It happens. Hurt is an emotion. But frustration, that's a choice. Hatred is a choice. Bitterness is a choice. I will never get bitter at anybody, no matter what they say or do. I will never put pictures on my mind that will dishonor Debbie Joe. I will never utter words, certain words, out of my mouth. You can fill in your nevers, but you'll find as you set goals this Christmas of things you're always going to do and you're never going to do, you will be shocked and certainly amazed at the end of the year, next year, the way your heart has been built and shaped because of the goals you've set. I want to follow up always and nevers with this singular thought is that God wants all of you. And always and nevers are just a pathway to giving more to God. Uh, even this morning, I found God doing work in my life through the Holy Spirit of cleaning out some sinful fleshly nature that He wants gone. He wants it gone. He wants all of me. And I just want to encourage you, it's... You know, as we talk about spiritual disciplines, it, this is not a works-based conversation. This is a this is a love affair. And the more that you get to know God in His awesomeness and His perfection, you cannot help but fall more in love with Him. And in that love affair, the the more deeply you know Him, the more deeply you love Him, the more deeply you love Him, the more you're willing to give yourself away to Him. And that's the greatest gift that we can give God is, is all of ourselves. And so I invite you this Christmas season to give him more, to give more of yourself away and to live with God in, in more intimacy than you ever have before. Yeah, Shay and Beth, Ann, I, one, of the, one of the greatest gifts to give Christmas time and all year round, as we've talked before, is pouring ourselves into other People. We call it discipleship around Kanakuk. Uh, this morning, I was honored and blessed, as I am most every morning, to get to meet with our little basketball team. You know, Kanakuk has got uh, three different link year basketball teams that we get to mentor. And I was meeting with our high school team this morning, and each morning we meet and we go through the Lord's Prayer. That's, that's kind of our uh, discipleship path right now. And these kids are so talented, and they're such wonderful young men. And they also are really good in basketball. But we're, we were talking about thy will be done this morning. And we were talking about what a great gift it is just to simply say to God, thy will be done. And we were talking honestly, listeners, about the, the, the benefits of saying thy will be done. The peace of God that we get. The love affair with God, the intimacy with God, when we say, God, it's not my will, it's your, it's your will, uh, be done. But we're also talking about the difficulty of it, the challenge of saying it, because as one player said, we want to control the things in our life and the tough decisions in our life. But even our players, our 16, 17, 18-year-olds, some of the premier players in America, I'm watching these kids giving God the control of their lives. And it is so wonderful to see their lives bloom and blossom and the peace come over them from saying those simple, precious words, 
Thy will be done. What a neat gift to give God this Christmas. We want to thank you for sharing your time with us today. We hope today's conversation serves to fuel your I'm Third approach to the Christmas season. With that, we'd love to pray with you. Father, we just come to you and we lift up our listeners and we just thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. They are gifts. And uh, I just pray that today each one of us would receive those gifts and live in the great blessing of being forgiven, of being loved, of being chosen, of being a child of God. And that the truth of that adoption would guide what we think, feel, and the way that we act. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope today's conversation left you encouraged, strengthened, and empowered. If you hadn't had the chance, please subscribe to our podcast today to stay up to date with the latest episodes. If this podcast has helped you in any way, please consider rating us, writing a review, or sharing it with others so we can continue to build you up with an I'm Third approach to family, leadership, and spiritual growth. For more information about the podcast, visit canacuckpodcast.com. And for more information about Canacuck, you can visit canacuck.com.